Hey, good evening, everyone. John Henry Soto here coming to you live with George Batista. And welcome to the Counterparts Show. We are very excited to have you here with us again one more time. As always, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to join us here week after week. We've been doing this for a few years. We've had some incredible guests on and we've had some great conversations as well and some great interaction with you. So we really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us because we know that there's a lot of things you can be doing other than hanging out with these two uh, schmoes. So we really appreciate it. So uh, having that said that, we are going to be talking today about the uh, the SAG after strike. Um, we're going to be talking about, of course, the Writers Guild strike as well. And uh, just in general, what's happening and give you some information and show some videos and just to kind of see, uh, show what you can actually do, even if you're not in the industry, but just to get in the know and also how you can help the industry, because this is a really important time in the entertainment industry. Probably the most important time in the history of entertainment is happening right now as we speak. So please hang on tight and we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. Thank you very much uh, for joining us again. And uh, we have a lot to talk about. So I'm going to actually turn it over to George Batista, who's going to do uh, our uh, our sponsor and give some love to our wonderful sponsor here. So thank you very much, George. Take it away. Thank you, sir. And by the way, nobody wants to watch me on Instagram. They only want to see you because yeah, you me. are the star. You are you might be right. You might be. I am the Beretta <laughs> of television. Exactly. All right. So the counterpart show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality clinically formulated supplements since 1985. Find out why they are the top choice of not only myself, but health conscious individuals around the world. Check them out at myvitaminresource.com. With some amazing supplements. If you enter the promo code counterparts, you will get free shipping on your order. And on top of that, you will also take advantage of their monthly specials. And this uh, month's special is 20 to 30% off on all their supplements. That's right. All of their supplements. So check it out. So again, amazing supplements. I use them every single day and you should too. So Wellness resources at myvitaminresource.com. All right. So SAG after is on strike. Um, why is this important to the world? Well, it actually is, believe it or not. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, one of the um, the leaders, obviously, is the uh, uh, Fran Drescher, who's the uh, president of the union. And she um, had uh, a lot to say. It kind of went viral. Her speech went was everywhere. Um, and I'm going to play, play some of it today so we can go over some of the things she's talking about. Because, you know, when you – actors – people see performers on television, you know, and suddenly they think you're, you're famous, so you must be rich. Not realizing that 90 – seven to 
95 to 97% of all uh, SAG performers are working actors. They have salaries just like everyone else, you know. And there's this, uh, so there's this misconception. I mean, there's only the top earners are the 1%, right, of SAG. I mean, they're the ones that you see on the big movies and the big blockbuster hits and stuff like that. And, you know, then there's the performers that get uh, what's called a, you know, a day rate, you know, where, where you either, if you're a background, you know, so they're professional background people. They are literally there. I know actors in New York that have a police uniform, a fire uniform, an EMT uniform, uh, and they have all of the standard ones in their closets, folded and clean. And, and they're not they, part of the village people. No, they're not. <laughs> well, they might be, but not depending on what the scene is. But they actually get called all the time. They need a cop. You know, all the, the cop shows, they come in, they have their uniforms, and you'll see them a lot. You know, the same cops. You know, if you're paying attention and you're a fan of Law & Order, you can see a lot of the, the similar guys, and they're professionals. You know, they're professional background performers. So um, when you look at, like, the the industry as a whole – the industry is a billion dollar industry, you know, a billion dollars. In the old days, we talk about a million dollars, you know, you get, wow, a million dollar industry, you know, it's now it's a billion dollar industry. And yet there are performers that are, if they don't, they can't even get a living wage and they've been in top television shows, you know, top TV shows. And we're going to go a little bit into how that works and uh, money wise as well. But I want to kind of, uh, play a little bit of the Fran Drescher interview uh, from the SAG website, and um, and then we'll break it down. I might stop it, you know, if I have some a comment on it. But I'm going to play some of it. It's about six minutes long, but I'm going to play maybe about four minutes, and uh, and I'll stop it here and there. Uh, if anybody, by the way, if you're on and you have any questions, please drop them into the comment section there. We'd love to uh, interact with you and hear what you have to say on this uh, on this issue. So let's uh, let me um, do this because I am not too good at things. Do that. Share audio, and I believe this is it. Do you see that, George? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, good. And let me know if the sound is good. If it's good, let me, uh, or just let, don't say anything if it's good. <laughs> if it's not good, you tell me. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna move forward a little bit to about a minute. It's about six minutes, so let's go here because she, she really does break it down to, uh, to some of the things. And so it came with great sadness that we came to this crossroads, but we had no choice. We are the victims here. We are being victimized by a very greedy entity. I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, quite frankly, how far apart we are on so many things, how they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It is disgusting. Shame on them. They stand on the wrong side of history at this very moment. We stand in solidarity, in unprecedented unity. 
our union and our sister unions and the unions around the world are standing by us as well as other labor unions. Because at some point, the jig is up. You cannot keep being dwindled and marginalized and disrespected and dishonored. The entire business model has been changed by streaming, digital, AI. This is a moment of history that is a moment of truth. If we don't stand tall right now, we are all going to be in trouble. We are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines and big business. Who cares more about Wall Street than you and your family? Most of Americans don't have more than $500 in, a, in an emergency. This is a very big deal and it weighed heavy on us. But at some point, you have to say, no, we're not going to take this anymore. You people are crazy. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Privately, they all say we're the center of the wheel. Everybody else tinkers around our artistry, but actions speak louder than words. And there was nothing there. It was insulting. So we came together in strength and solidarity and unity with the largest strike authorization vote in our union's history. And we made the hard decision that we tell you as we stand before you today, this is major, it's really serious, and it's going to impact every single person that is in labor. We are fortunate enough to be in a country right now that happens to be labor friendly. And yet, we were facing opposition that was so labor unfriendly, so tone deaf to what we are saying. You cannot change the business model as much as it has changed and not expect the contract to change too. We're not going to keep doing incremental changes on a contract that no longer honors what is happening right now with this business model that was foisted upon us. What are we doing? Moving around furniture on the Titanic? It's crazy. So the jig is up, AMPTP. We stand tall. You have to wake up and smell the coffee. We are labor and we stand tall and we demand respect and to be honored for our contribution. You share the wealth because you cannot exist without us. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> she upset. Um, and I don't blame her. You know, um, she, um, I agree with everything she was saying. And one of the things that I think struck me the most was that, and something I didn't even realize really, was that how much the industry has changed in in relation to the contracts, you know, because contracts are very, very, you know, 
the contract that someone signed 20 years ago, you know, doing for anything to do any project or any film is not the contract today. As a matter of fact, all those contracts need to be shredded, you know, that, and this is part of what they're talking about. You know, right. one of the things that they offered to us um, uh, and what was that they said <clears throat> they want to be able to use background actors. You probably heard some of this. Yep. They want to use background actors. They want to uh, re film, record their likeness to store it for AI use later indefinitely for eternity and not pay, just pay them for the one day shoot. And then, and then that's it, which is like, I don't even know how they have the cojones to actually come to the table with that. It's, it's so unbelievably ridiculous. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and that to me just, it really just tells you how far, how far off and she, and she's right. The, the 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 president the ceos and the presidents of these companies make a hundred million dollars a year like their salary is that you know what i mean i mean think about that these are people who create nothing they are just they are part of a, of a system of managers that get you know pushed around and moved around to different organizations they spend a little time here a little time there they move them to this you know they move around um they probably do that for who knows why they do that for tax purposes or or whatever but um they are incredibly rich and they would be nothing they would be nothing without talent without people that are actually putting out putting the work together you know and this is where we have the power you know and one of the things that i i think a lot of people don't understand and this may be more than just this this conversation is it's probably in general is how much power the individual has mm -hmm. you know we're we're made to believe that we have no power that our vote doesn't count or that if our vote if we vote and somebody wins we got to just take it they don't realize the power that we have as a as a group you know not just in the unions but just as a as a human as a species you know right. um there are evil people that are trying to control the narrative in pretty much every industry George is in the health health industry. He can tell you what the evil ones are actually trying to do in the health industry. So it's it's across the boards, you know. And now the entertainment industry is one that you know that really for probably I don't even know how long has been sinking because somewhere along the line something was missed with the streaming services and with the AI technology. Now we all know very well that Hollywood is very, very connected to Silicon Valley and they get together in conversations and who knows how long they've been planning to do this. And my suspicion, my suspicion is that their plan, their plan is to take all the writers out of the picture because now we have AI writing everything and take all the actors' faces, as many as faces that they can actually sucker into giving and signing away their likeness and using them to create projects. And someone actually I was talking to today made a point saying that he bets, and I, I probably agree, that if this continues, there'll be people paying tickets to go see a famous actor who does not actually exist in real life. He was completely AI-generated. And we're going to be having conversations about, did you see that film? Oh, is that a, is that a real life film? Is that real people? 
or is that fake? You know, and people are going to always want the real people in the big scheme of things because that's where you get humanity. And that's the one thing that AI, no matter how good that, that algorithm is and how good that technology is, will never have a human soul. It will never have a human soul. And I've read articles that AI have written and the articles are bland. You know, they're bland. They're not, especially the articles that try to be creative. You know, if you have an article, uh, you know, like someone says, uh, write an article about the Titanic sinking. You know, it's going to give you all the facts and data and you can use that and that's fine. Nobody cares about that. But write a love story about two people that met on the subway. Let me see what you put on that. It's going to be extremely boring and it's going to suck. And that's where it is right now. Because where do they grab all their tech, all their resources from? It's from the internet. They just, mm -hmm. just grabs everything and piles it into one piece of, uh, of, of I'm not going to say it, but one one piece of doo-doo, you know. So that's my my one of my spiels. Go ahead, George. Sorry. <laughs> I know there's so many different ways I can go. Um, talking about the AI piece first, and I agree with you. That was of all of them, that is the most ridiculous one that I yeah I could not believe. Okay, um, but it's it's again every, AI is is there. AI is affecting every industry, right? I mean, we know that. Okay, we've talked about simple thing as uh, analytics and baseball. We talk oh, about how right. baseball's being played analytically, right? We, it takes the uh, you know, it takes the heart out of baseball, takes the will out of baseball. If somebody's on a streak, doesn't matter, okay? If somebody had a bad night that night, doesn't matter. If somebody has, you know, it, it doesn't take any of that into account. It's all about stats and analytics. And that's where and, the human spirit comes out. And when it, you really look at it side by side, it doesn't. The teams don't win more. Exactly. They're exactly. not winning anymore. They, 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 and analytics are, you know, in baseball is, is, is more of an average over 162 uh, games in a season. But once you get into, you know, the playoffs, it all goes out the window because it's not designed for that short of a piece of, of you know, right. of games. Anyway, data. So, yeah. right, exactly. But you're right. Analytics is, and I, and I agree with that also, that statement that you're going to, you, people are going to pay to see uh, AI generated. I mean, you look at movies like the, the last Avatar, which was a lot of, AI stuff in there. There was tons of it in there, right? So you're gonna see that more now. A couple of a couple well, of things. Let's make let's let's make sure we we're not confusing AI with CGI. CGI. No, I know that. I understand right. that. But what I'm saying is that, that my point is that you're gonna see that type of thing, right? Right. With right. with no with, with just with, with, with no, no actor actual humans, no actor no involved. Human, okay? right, right. 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 Now a couple of things. First of all. The, as far as the strike itself, it's a broader it it is a broader issue. It raises the broader issue. It raises the broader question. You can extrapolate this strike into any industry, right? Because right. it's it's really it's it's really a a, a broader question. Okay, and then she's right. Uh, all the unions have to deal with this type of stuff. Right now, well, I never I never saw the impact of. Actors, and I know. I mean, you're an actor, but I never really grasped the concept as a as a layperson who just watches movies of the ninety, you know, ninety seven, ninety eight percent. Never grasped that, okay? Because, and I don't know why. You know, I consider myself a smart guy. I never really thought that there are the majority of the actors are out there are just either living paycheck to paycheck or just making a basic living. I didn't even know you had to get to twenty six thousand dollars in order to get health insurance. That's right. When it comes to that. 
Okay. So, you know, that in and of itself blows me away. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow, all these people who, who depend on this paycheck, you know, and depend on, you know, uh, you know, going from gig to gig and stuff like that in the space between the gigs and getting the residuals between the gigs who are not getting that anymore or getting very little anymore. It blows me away. Yeah. And, and, and I completely agree. You have, the industry has changed. You as, as these companies, these, these studios have to, have to make concessions in that because it's, it's, it's changing. It's it, every, every, people's viewing habits have changed. The society has changed as a whole. You have to make those concessions. You know, I mean, Bob Iger, he makes 70, $78,000 a day per day per day. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the, if, if Disney falls tomorrow, he's fine. Not worried. He's not worried. His kids are fine there. He's going to be completely fine. Yeah. But, you know, it's just a, it's just a very interesting thing that, you know, this has come out. But again, it is a broader question that you can really go into all these different industries. Yeah. And I think the when you, you know, the, the when you're saying about the, the business model changing, you know, the business model started changing a long time ago. And I, I, I kind of I don't know if the unions maybe missed it. You know, um, mm -hmm. by negotiating the contracts earlier, or they were negotiating them, and they just didn't realize that AI. Because remember, up to about five years ago, there was no, there was Netflix, right? There was a little bit of Hulu, but not not original. And Amazon was talking about doing some Amazon uh, right. originals, right? Right. Um, and then suddenly something happened, and this is where I become suspicious of the tech companies and these. Uh, conglomerates because they got suddenly we had disney plus discovery plus paramount plus all the pluses suddenly just came in why because streaming they knew streaming was going to be a big thing and if you if i shot something and it was on cbs i got paid for the cbs thing they don't have to pay me again every time it airs on streaming correct correct the contract right and that's where I, uh, that's where the fight is. That's where we're getting, uh, uh, we're getting hit hard, right? You know, hit hard. A lot of us, including myself, actually, saw streaming coming, and the only reason is because I paid very close attention ten years ago. I paid very close attention to this type of stuff, and part of it is because I also wanted to save money on cable, <laughs> but. <laughs> But, uh, you know, looking for different ways and that type like of Roku thing. Roku and... Yeah, and right. Now, but now here's the interesting thing. And I think this is something that to look at both sides, and I want to look at the industry as a whole as well, because I have followed the industry as far as cord cutting and streaming and stuff like that for many, many years. I follow uh, these guys, Cord Cutters News and all these guys that are really, really big in that industry. And they talk about the trends. And I have been, like I said, I've been following them for, for years, right? So when we look at tv itself and how it's how it's changed right we we had you know let's say we grew up you and i grew up with the antenna we grew up with the, the regular channels right cable comes along completely changes everything right right so now we have cable we have a million channels all that type of stuff now here's part of the issue okay so cable rates go up cable rates skyrocket now okay and it, there wasn't that much competition. Then they all start coming in, blah, 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 that type of thing. But you're talking about paying two, three hundred dollars sometimes a month for these cables. Now, Internet comes in. 
Now we've got this streaming thing. Okay. Here's where one thing that happened that there was a gamble that was kind of lost on that side. There was, there's the live TV component and then there's the streaming actual on demand component. So they started to take the live streaming component of cable and put it online. This is where you start to get what's today like YouTube TV. And back then it was PlayStation View. It was Sling. Sling was like literally like the first one. Sling and PlayStation View were the first two that came out that were actually had any kind of success. All they did was take the cable package and put it online. So now you were watching regular live TV with sports and all that online. And that package now was cut in half because instead of paying $200, you were paying $50. Right. Okay. Now that started. All right. Now a lot of these studios started to put a lot of their money into this because this is where everything was going. This was going to kill cable. Right. The problem is, okay. And more, and more, uh, more of these, um, more of these companies came out. The problem is this, the young folks today, this, the 15, the 20 year olds, my daughter, 16, you know, the, that generation, they're not going to watch live TV. They don't grow. They've never grown up with live TV. No. So what ended up happening, and the numbers are, are showing this, that they skipped from cable, went over the live TV online, and went straight to on demand. Right. Okay. So now it's easy. My daughter doesn't watch commercials at all. She hasn't watched commercials in years. Why? Because she can go on Netflix. She can go on Hulu. She can go on Disney plus. She can go on all these things. I don't have to worry about commercials. Right. She can watch, she can binge watch a show forever. Okay. So all the, now those streaming companies are losing money. They're actually down even through the pandemic. They're down. Yeah. So that industry has changed. It's like, and she's correct. Streaming has changed the game because of the on-demand system. That's now you don't have to be paid for the on-demand. The the uh, the young kids are now uh, that's all they're watching. And matter of fact, if we take a look at there's 120, 20, 123 million households in America. Fifty eight percent of those households pay for TV. Pay just pay. I pay mean. The rest is all on demand. Yeah. So again, the industry has changed, but but again, going back to these guys, they they have they should be at least even in good faith negotiating based off of that and seeing that trend and saying, okay, let's you know not making stupid comments like let's let's uh, you know wait till they lose their mortgages and lose their houses before they come back to us. Right. So that's just my spiel on that. Yeah, and. Um the yeah no that's that's like but it just goes to show the arrogance of the uh the, the people with the money you know but no talent you know and this, right. this is kind of like a, a a life lesson right it's like right. the guy you know the the bully with that's frustrated and has and and, and always was picked and, and you know turns out to be a, a a rich guy but he's always miserable so he wants to make everybody else miserable Right. And this is kind of like, well, how I see the studios, you know, I just think they're bullies and they think that they have that you cannot survive without them. Now, here's the thing. If you're an actor and you're let's say you make your twenty six thousand and qualify for health insurance and you're making thirty five. Well, thirty five. That's not a living wage. You can't live off of thirty five thousand dollars. You know what I mean? It's like 
if you're making 40, you're barely just, you know, depending on where you live, you if you live in the, the Midwest or if you live in a small town, maybe, but if you live in New York, you're poor, you're yeah, poor. Yeah. So, and where's, where's act, where's the acting, acting jobs? California, New York. New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it really, really is, is, uh, is outrageous. And because the business model has changed to such a degree, those contracts that are still active with some, uh, some actors need to be completely trashed. And this is where they don't want to do. They rejected right. so many things. And I have a copy of all that stuff. If anybody's interested in it, it's kind of like, you know, very wordy. It's like eight pages or something, but they rejected so many things that it was unbelievable. You know, it was just a rejected, rejected, rejected. rejected. So they, they know, they know that the power lies within the performers and the creators. They 100% know that, but they can't let them know that. Of course. So they have to upset them. They have to, mm -hmm. they have to try to squeeze them. And then what, what's going to happen is, and this is, I think what, what the, what's coming down the line is um, what happened with the music industry. If we all remember correctly, there was five major music companies, right? Major studio uh, recording studios, um, record companies. There was right. five major ones, right? The streaming stuff came up, right, with uh, Napster and LimeWire, and then eventually iTunes and all that. And suddenly, then there were three, right? Mm -hmm. And what was popping up during those times? Smaller record labels that mm -hmm. were doing it on their own, and bands like Creed were the first record that this small, tiny, little indie label put out. They blew up suddenly. Now they have, now they have a, now their power. Yep. Now they have the power. So now the record companies had to figure out what to do, and all they could really do was try to control the actual platforms right. and try to get the money from the platforms themselves. Right. So it's exactly what I don't know if you saw Snoop Dogg earlier today or maybe yesterday, but he was talking about the streaming. And you know, Snoop Dogg is hilarious. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to find the clip. Um, let me see if I find it here real quick, but, but he, he totally had it on point, you know, where he was saying like one of the, the major, um, issues is not so much the, hold on a second. It's not so much that, that there's no way to pay the actors is that they don't want to give up anything. You know what I mean? They right. literally want to control everything. <clears throat> Right. And and that really is where 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 the crime is. You know, they want to control everything, and they know, they know, just like the record industry. And this is a, a this is a, a huge turning point in the industry right now. I mean, this is a, a major. People don't realize that the entertainment industry is not just the actors that are out there playing house. You know what I mean? It's the camera crew. It's the craft services. It's the person that cooks the food. Right. The guy who comes in and cleans the. Uh, the floors and the guys who 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 set up the the sound the sound guys the the everything there's mm -hmm. you know there's a millions and millions of people that are affected by this people that work around the studios the restaurants that work around the studios that feed the actors mm -hmm. you know when, when they get off of set the the, the gymnasium that had the actors go to to work out you know all this stuff is a huge 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 impact on the overall system. And I want to just play something from uh, Snoop Dogg where he talks about, so there's, there's a lot of cursing in this, everyone. So if you're, if you're sensitive to that, just uh, uh, go like this for like 
a, a minute, I guess. Um, I don't know what to tell you. People curse. All right. Um, so let's see here. Let me know if you see this. Can you see it? Yes. All right. So let me see if you can hear this. Get that shit together. Because I don't understand how the fuck you get paid off of that shit. <laughs> like, I mean, can somebody explain to me how you can get a billion streams and not get a million dollars? All your favorite things that you've oh, been watching for years. And you know those actors that you go, oh, there's oh, that yeah. guy on that show. You may not necessarily know their names. You may see me on the show. You may not know my name, but you've seen me on a lot of things. Those actors, those actors are working. All right, so let me uh, go back a little bit. All your streaming. Because I want to watch the whole thing. So here it is. Because I don't understand how the fuck you get paid off of that shit. <laughs> like, I mean, can somebody explain to me how you can get a billion streams and not get a million dollars? Like, that shit don't make sense to me. Like, I don't know who the fuck running the streaming industry, if you in here or not. <laughs> but nigga, you need to give us some information on how to fuck to track this money down. Because one plus one ain't adding up to two. That shit don't add up. And I have to say it. Because that's the main gripe with a lot of us artists is that we do major numbers with streams and this shit, but it don't add up to the money. Like, what the fuck is the money? When I first came out, my records would sell based off of physical. If you sold a million copies, that means if... $9.99, $9 million, you get this percentage, that's what it is. So if I sell how many streams, how much money do I get? It's not being translated and, and it's not working for the artist right now. And I just want to speak to that in yeah, the music no, industry. Talk. Like, that's fucked up. And we need to find a way to figure that out. The same way the writers are figuring out, the writers are striking because streaming, they can't get paid. Because when it's on the platform, it's not like in the box office. In the box office, if it does all these numbers, you may get it up. Oh, it did this many. Here's another check. But on streaming, you got 300,000 hours that somebody watched your movie. Where the streaming got to So, yeah, it, that's, in, I mean, and he's right. He's, yeah. he's so right. I mean, exp, you know, explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. You know, yeah. I want to know exactly where is, how that Where works. does the money go? Like, where does the money go? Because it was clear, it, it, you, you, we said it, you know, 30 years ago, it was clear cut. You got a percentage. This is sold negotiated. The it was exactly. We knew that because we were yeah. selling CDs. If I sold it, a CD for $10, <laughs> you put $10 in your pocket. We split it. We exactly. knew how much we got. Very, very simple. Well, the point is, and you're right, I think. I think part of the issue, and I think what you said earlier was was correct. I think the streaming piece and the internet piece kind of came up to came up on us so quickly that it was missed. Yeah, it was missed. I it was. It, I think we were all engulfed. It was in it. missed, or maybe it wasn't missed behind closed doors, and they were working on it because I know these people are very smart as well. But overall, I just see that it was not. But cool. I think I think probably a lot and. You know, just speaking as a musician, you know, who would, you know, be in that, I mean, who would be in that, let's say, category, you know, I would think, holy cow, streaming, this is a whole brand new avenue of people that can hear my music, that can see my movie, right, see my show, whatever the case may be, and get excited by that, but not realizing, wait a minute, there's going to be on the back end, you're, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Correct. And like, it, I mean, we don't know for sure, but again, I, I think that there was a lot that was missed. Yeah. And I, I think um, uh, Louis C.K., you know, Louis C.K., the yeah. comedian, right? Yeah. Uh, 
he had some i mean i like louis ck he's a funny guy but he actually took the his show louis and he only has it because he owns it see that's the thing mm. that's the thing you know you have your own money right you shoot your own thing you keep your thing that you shot and then if somebody wants to pay you money to watch it you collect their money you pay anybody that you need to pay like as far as like maybe getting uh, some marketing to market the, the, the show or to do anything. And then the rest of the money comes directly to you. This right. is why there are certain things like cryptocurrencies. And that's why like the blockchain is scares a lot of people because it can be a very direct thing and there's no middleman. See the, 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 the evil people, right? This is what the evil ones do. They have to become the middleman because they have no talent and no skill set of their own. So they have to figure out a way how to take the talent and filter it through them in some way. So they'll control now the media, they'll control the, the record companies, the streaming services for music, the streaming services for films and TV shows. They control all of it. So what ends up happening is that now you have a middle person that you have to pay them. You have to, they, they get the money. But what's happening is when it's filtering through them, it's going like this with all this money and it's coming out with a little tiny nothing for the, for the artist. Somewhere in there, that's being taken. You know, where is that money going? You know what I mean? Because it's a lot of money coming in, like billions of dollars. Well, you're seeing, you're seeing a shift in, because there are some actors who are realizing this. And there are some actors who are, you're looking, you see it in the Kevin Sorbos of the world. Right. You're seeing it, those types of people who are starting their own companies, who right. are making their own films. And they're saying if they're giving the middle finger to the studios and they're saying, no, I'm doing it. They've got enough. Happening. Right. They've got enough fans that will follow them and pay to see what they're doing. Right. And that's the trend that's going to be starting. You're going to see. Correct. That. Yeah. And there are there are people right now starting companies, um, me, me included, you know, and I have done this in the past before, before I moved to Nashville, but I have something new coming up and I have a lot of friends that are, that are, uh, uh, involved as well and are willing to, you know, to, to back the project up because at the end of the day, you know, if you can create something that people like and you have access to a computer, you know, you don't have to go through, you know, there, there, the blockchain is still there. People, cryptocurrency was, was, was crushed because, it was regulated because the government got involved. So whenever the government puts their foot into anything, they destroy it because that's just why that's how they do it because it's, they just need control over it. Right. So they just have a, a tendency of destroying things. So that's why that crashed. Remember crypto was at $9,000. Um, and I, I bought some and it went up to $60,000. So mm -hmm. I made it, I made good. I took my money out when I moved here. And now it's at $20,000 or between 16 and 20, it goes up and forth. So it's still a lot. So if you got in early, you're wealthy beyond, you know, beyond, but the blockchain itself is still, if I want to send you money and you have a blockchain account and I have a blockchain account, I'm going to send you direct energy right. via this block, this blockchain, and it cannot be broken. That chain right. cannot be broken. Now, when you get it, because there's so many, uh, passwords and so much uh, stuff that's behind it, it can't be broken. So when you get it, you can transfer it to either a cash, you can transfer it to any kind of other thing, put it in your bank, whatever you want to do with it, but it goes directly, no middlemen. Banks don't like that. Right. Governments don't like that. So that's what happened there. But imagine if we open up 
a film studio, right? And people can watch your film online, right? They could either watch your film if you have a TV show, they can watch it online and they pay directly to you via a blockchain where no one gets anything except the actual artists, right? Right. And now think, let's say you you have a, a, a theater that's willing to show your film. You know, there's a lot of small theaters. Mm -hmm. There's still theaters all across, you know, these big giant multiplex theaters, garbage where there's like 20 theaters and stuff, you know, and, and 20 screens, whatever. That's going to go away because they're not going to be able to sustain how much content is coming out. I mean, look at the films that have been coming out recently. They're getting tanked. Think right. about it. The, the Sound of Freedom, it's right? blowing them away. It, right, it's Sound of Freedom, but think the Sound of Freedom was only in about 2,000 something theaters. The Indiana Jones was in 4,000 theaters. It mm -hmm. still beat the, the, the Indiana Jones film. Yeah. You know, because people are interested in seeing good content, things that move them, things that actually have a reason, a purpose. Now, I'm not saying anything about bad about Indiana Jones. It was a fine franchise, it was great. It was his last film. I get it. I have emotional attachment to that because I grew up watching those films. So it's had nothing to do with that as a as a content. My purpose is my point is that film cost two hundred million dollars to make, right? Two hundred million dollars. The sound of uh, I was gonna say the sound of music. <laughs> the hills that are <laughs> The sound of freedom only took uh, I don't remember how exactly how much, but it was a lot less than that. I think it was fifteen million. I want to yeah, say yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. So it was a lot lot less, right? So think about that as as uh, how the future is gonna actually uh, be able to. To sustain, how are they going to sustain those two thousand, those those four thousand theaters with films that they can't even make because they don't? They're going to have to make IA films like really quickly because the actors are not going to come back, and a lot of actors are going to just go out and get regular jobs and do community theater and do things like that. Why is this printer doing that? You know, and do things that 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 uh, they were doing before the the you know before uh, this whole thing crashed. All right, sorry, this is my, my printer is deciding to to say words to me um so, so that's my that's my point no and <laughs> you're, yeah you're absolutely right and it, you know again that whole thing of actors now who have to have second jobs there was a couple of actors who talked about actually when they were on was it orange is a new black and all these other shows yes, that actually that. had second jobs yes regular on the reg yeah they were regulars yeah. and they had yeah. second jobs while they were on the show which is uh, he was on mind. 42 episodes of yeah. and her paycheck they showed she showed it was like $27 and some change or something. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable but and here's the thing about that because again you're gonna start seeing I mean I'm predicting and I'm already seeing I mean I see it on the health side you're seeing parallel economies you're seeing that in the health industry you're gonna see that eventually in the movie industry as more people start to do independent stuff you're gonna see that it, parallel currencies you're gonna you're gonna see that across the board why because people are done with these corporations people are tired of them they're they've you know the the whole premise of 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 having you know of giving the power over to these corporations was the assumption that they had your best interest in mind and that they were that things were going to trickle down from all from all these ceos down to you know almost like a trickle down economic type of thing right and it's never been proven to work. That never. model has not worked. And okay? it hasn't and worked because theoretically it should work, but there's it's, too many, uh, as the trickle comes down, there are too many corrupt idiots. Well, that's the here. thing. But you, now, now they can come back and say, well, on their side, they can come back and say, well, look, this is the good old US of A. 
we're in a capitalist society. I can make as much money as I want. Okay. Sure. Who's to say how much but, money I should be making? But on the backs of who? Right. That's you know, where, that's, that's the that's question. Where, right? That's where it lies. Because at the end of the day, when you're a CEO, whether you're a Bob Iger of Disney or whether you're a CEO of Joe Schmo company, your, your, your company cannot work without the workers. Correct. It's not going to work because otherwise you're a company of one, right? You're a self, you're self, you know, proprietor. You, if you need workers, then those workers need to be paid fairly. And these actors are saying, listen, we need to be paid fairly. I mean, they're not, I mean, I don't think they're asking for anything out of this world. No. Okay. But things have to be renegotiated because the, the, the technology is moving so fast. It is so fast that, you know, it, that before you know it, we're, we're in another 10 years, things are going to be completely different than they are now. And you've got, and, and I agree with them. They've got to stand now in order to there, actually be able to get a part of any of that. Yeah. There needs to be a way that you can actually um, secure your likeness, your voice, you as an individual, your anything that you've done in the past. And that's where the contract has to go. You know, right. if I shoot something, today and in a hundred years they need a short puerto rican that looks like beretta um they can just and just generate me on the screen there well no you're not going to do that right you know you're not going to do that you know um and that right there is where 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 it, where it lies and you know mark ruffalo i don't know if you saw that but he also print you know tweeted out or something about how we need to start paying more attention to the to the independent companies independent yes. films Yes. You know, there that's really where a lot of good work happens anyway, mm -hmm. you know, and we can still do that, you know, as a, as a, if, if you're a SAG or non-SAG, you know, um, non-union, whatever union, you know, you can still get together with friends and shoot something and get and keep your craft going, keep working mm -hmm. on your craft. Don't give up on that, you know, keep right. working right. on it and keep uh, creating because that's what they want to do. They want to starve you from the creation. Because that's where artists live. They live to create, you know. And if you're not creating, and and then they're saying, well, you can't create now because, because you can, you know, you you you're it's against the union or something. Well, that's not really the case. You can always create. I have a pencil. I have a pa paper. I can write a script today. I can start writing a script today. I can go call some of my actor friends and say, hey, you guys want to shoot a na a little small independent you know, film and we hold on to it. And then later on, if it can be released, we release it. If when I would release it online, you know, right. but the content and the create still has to be there. And you have to, as an artist, you have to still create. Um, what I wanted to, to oh, go ahead. You had another point. No, no, no. Good. Good. No, I was going to say that what someone can do to help someone who's not in the industry, you know, what you can do is you can really look, first of all, you can follow and share the content from the SAG website, you know, I, I shared it a, a, a little while ago. Um, let me see if I can get it, punch it up real quick here. It's just SAGAFTRA.org. Um, but I think it's very important that we're able to not only, um, um, how do I do this? Oh yeah. So not only be able to, to support them you know, emotionally and spiritually, you know, but really also support them by taking some action. And the action would be, you know, you can go right here to, to sagafter.org and share the content, 
you know, let people know what's happening and find out what's going on, you know, because it doesn't really just affect the entertainment industry. It affects a lot of families out there. And these big corporations don't really give a crap because like you said, $70,000 a day is not going to make anyone care about Joe Schmo who has to feed a family of four and he works in the, in the studio. And what he does is he does the breakdowns at the end of a set. You know, he's part of the union, you know, right. um, he's labor, you know, and those are the guys that are really going to be affected tremendously by this. That guy don't care. You know, these guys, right. you know, and they're, they're established actors, which I'm surprised that there isn't more very, very well established actors coming forward. And maybe they are. And I just been missing it. But I would love to see a listers mm-hmm. on that picket line as well, mm-hmm. you know, yes. um, and talking about it and saying this is an outrage and we need to do something about it. Because when you take away the A-listers, you know, you take away a lot of money. And that's where you hurt these guys. You hurt them by by hitting them where it hurts, which is that $70,000 a day that that dude is making. Well, have them lift on, live on $5,000 a day, you know, which still would be amazing for, for most people, right? But it'll hurt him because he's probably got yachts and whatever going on. You know, so that's really what you can do to help. You can just stay informed. Stay connected to what's happening and ask questions, you know, like how else you can help. And there's a lot of things that you can actually get information wise on the, the SAGAFTRA.org uh, site. You can get a lot of information on there. So please do that and, and uh, get involved. Very well said. You know, it's it's interesting. And it, it, one of the things that just going kind of going back to the streaming model thing, one of the things that my wife and I always talked about my wife watches a lot you know lots you know some of these shows and that type of thing she watches more shows than i do she always asked me why is it that there's these netflix shows and hulu shows only have eight episodes nine episodes ten episodes you know and i never really had an answer because i didn't know you know right. of course i also didn't know the writer's piece to it i didn't know you and you john you know more, there's more of the stuff than i do that that, you know, when you look at shows like Seinfeld, when you look at shows like, you know, all those older shows and stuff that writers were in there constantly writing, you know, yeah, for 20, and, uh, yeah, 22 and, and other writers, like 22 and 25 shows they were in there. And then they would and then in between shows, they would get all that residual money till they got their next gig. Yeah. And then know, there was and, uh, syndication and syndication. And exactly. Whereas now where now a lot of these shows are written ahead of time. They're all written. They're, they're right? shot and written. Shot and written. I mean, ahead of, yeah, they're, they're shot way in advance, but it's written. Done. Like the writers come in and they, they do their piece and then they're done. Yeah. Right. So Michelle Hurd actually was talking about it. She's from Picard. She right. played um, uh, Riz. Uh, what's her name? Um, Rizzo. Uh, um, no, Rizzo. Rizzo. No. Um, no, she plays Ralph, uh, Rafi. Ralph, Rafi. 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 Yeah. So <laughs> she played Rizzo. <laughs> Rizzo. <laughs> Who was Rizzo? She was um... (laughs) with John Travolta. uh... Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. right. That's what she did. Um, I can't remember the song she sang, but it was a great singer. Um, So anyway, so yeah, so the she was talking about how you know. Well, first of all, she was talking about how someone, you know, the 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 studios came up with the language of you know top of show, right? Where it's like an artist that gets the the top billing for the show, you know, and it's right. like a guest star, right? 
they get between five to eight thousand dollars, which sounds great per episode. Wow. Five to if you do like four of those a year, you still don't qualify for health insurance. That's right. You're poor. That's right. You're poor. You know, and that's people are seeing you on TV all the time. They're like, hey, I saw you again on that show. You're doing fantastic. Hey, you're doing great. Hey, that's awesome that you're doing that. You know what I mean? And you're like, thanks, man. It's really fantastic. You know, your stomach is wrong because you got to eat, you know. So that's another thing that that uh, um, that people don't that, you know, that really affects the the day rate because they created their own language to call something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that really is not fair to someone that's that has been consistently working on other other things you know right. they should have like a i don't know a, you don't want to say a rating system because that that's like goes against things but you want to be able to say you know i just did four shows i'm not doing it for five thousand i, I want to get twenty five thousand per episode if i'm if i'm doing this you know mm-hmm. and, and and negotiate that way you know um but again um these uh criminals I and mean, i'll call them criminals and you know hollywood is not you know like you know <laughs> People are like, oh, you're gonna get blacklisted. What am I gonna get blacklisted from? You know what I mean? I for I, I make my own little films. You know what I mean? I show them. I show them. I just went to New York. I had a, sh- a film premiere in New York. It was fantastic. I have another one coming up here in uh, in August. Um, I might be at the Seattle one uh, film festival, and and I get I get work from that shooting other videos and helping in other areas and stuff. I got cast in one thing that I shot, um, where I played a banker in eighteen something, and you know, for me, it's like, what am I, what are you blacklisting? You know what I mean? I'm still doing those things. I'm still gonna, I still have my camera and I still have actors and I'm still going to write, you know, so I don't really care about that. And I don't think that there's that they don't care either, by the way, although they don't really care that I'm saying this because $78,000 a day makes, could make anybody not care about this little, little Puerto Rican guy who's just upset or trying to, to be creative. You know, um, but at the end of the day, they cannot survive without the writers and they cannot survive without the performers. They think that they can. can. Yeah. They think that they're going to do both. They're going to have all the, the actors and then on the side, they're going to have a team of robots creating shows that they're going to pump out that are going to be horrible. But because right. they have marketing money to throw behind garbage, which is what happens and, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can look at the films that had how much behind the Flash, mm-hmm. how much yeah. money was behind the Flash, how much money was the Buzz Lightyear uh, thing, right? They have all these films that they have all this money behind the, the, the Indiana Jones. Didn't help it. They tanked. They tanked, you know, and they tanked. Why? Because the industry just had bad intentions. Right. They have bad intentions for the performers, for the ones that are actually bringing those stories to life and the storytellers. And that's where it gets really tragic. So let me ask you, John, as a, as an actor, as a, you know, just an artist in general, what's your prediction of how this ends up? We all die. No, I think (laughs) that (laughs) this is what I predict is going to happen. They are going to continue moving forward with AI nonsense, but they're going to lose they, first of all, they're going to lose big time to smaller independent studios that are going to write, direct, create, promote their own films, and even have their own theaters that they sh- that they shoot them. And at the mm-hmm. same time, 
a lot of, you know, you have 4,000 theaters. Now, those theaters need to make money too. Sure. You know, if you have a film that's doing extremely well in a thousand theaters, or let's just say even smaller, it sells out on one theater. Every week, people are going to see this film. It's sold out for the last two weeks. That other theater across town is going to be like, could we show your film? Sure. Then there's another one over there. Then there's another one. Next thing you know, you get the conglomerate package of it's going to show into a, a thousand theaters. Why? Because at the end of the day, they want to make the money. They have staff to play. They have uh, the lights to keep on. It's a theater mm-hmm. to run. They have an industry. They have a, a business model that they're trying to maintain. The big studios don't care. They think that they have that as a control that they can. Well, we have the distribution. It's the same thing with music. Remember? Yep. Mm-hmm. That was our biggest problem, right? Yeah. Our biggest problem was distribution. It distribution. had nothing to do with the talent. It had nothing to do with the with the uh, the recording process all of that stuff we can do for pretty much pennies compared to what it was uh you know 15 20 years earlier before us right mm-hmm. exactly. but the distribution is what they controlled right mm-hmm. but now they don't control the distribution anymore because there are organizations and their companies online that can actually help you with distribution so that's i think one of the things that's going to happen another thing is a lot of people like me uh, are going to actually start their own production company small and they're going to have their own theater companies you know it's going to actually i think revitalize because i like to be optimistic about things but i think it's going to revitalize art um performers you know like actors and writers in a different way you know in a different way i think it's actually a positive thing i think it's it's it i think it's exciting you know and i think that the strike is tragic but i think there's it, it had to happen and remember, it was the 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 uh, the largest vote agreement in history of SAG after of SAG and SAG after to agree to to strike. So that means that pretty much across the boards, everyone said strike. You know, yeah. I'm I'm delayed, right? A, a little bit, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, I, I hear you well, but yeah, and you're right. I think at the end of the day, and again, I I'm saying this across most industries, it's going to be about being self-sustaining. Yes, it's going to be yeah. we, we need to be self-sustaining. I think we need as a society in general, whether you're in entertainment, whether you're in medicine, whether you're in whatever it is. OK, I think you need to think in the uh, in the future to do everything you can to be self-sustaining 100%. because it's everything else is going to collapse. And I don't mean like, uh, you know, the collapse, like the world's going to collapse, but meaning I think that corporations eventually are going to collapse in and on themselves because they are not. Uh, self-sustaining right. we as we as people just like you have uh, alternative media right alternative media right now independent media is exploding right now huge. it's all over the place huge just the fact that we can do this is huge you're going to see this in all the industries because people are done and people are, want to start their own stuff and you're going to be able to follow your own your favorite actor your favorite musician your favorite health person or whatever it is and just pay for them directly and go from there but that's yeah. what it's self-sustaining that's what's going to happen and even more self-sustaining has to come from the platforms that control some of the things like right. you know if you stream on on youtube well youtube is owned by google google is right. part of that big conglomerate thing so you know you need to find other ways to right. to to get your thing and the blockchain is really the way you know we we've I've, you and i i think i think you also did it i don't know if you did you secured your name you know, not just dot com, because mm-hmm. remember, dot com is owned. Right. You know, we have GoDaddy, right? So GoDaddy controls our domain names.
But if your domain name is not controlled, then it's actually a blockchain domain name. So if people go to John Henry Soto, you know, dot uh, IO, right? It's a completely different experience. You're going to go, you're going to see the same content, but you're going to get a lot more for your money. You're going to get a lot more interaction and you're going to get a lot more value. And that's what's going to happen across the boards. It's going to happen for the next couple of years. And hopefully this strike and these uh, uh, criminals, and I'll say, I, I call, you know, I don't think everyone up there is a criminal. I think that there are um, a lot of people that are misguided. Yeah. You know, they're, they, they, they're looking at the numbers differently, you know, um, and I think that that they're going to have to deal with whatever comes their way. You know, they, you know, you, you make your, you know, you, you, you make the leap of faith, right. In what you think is right. Mm-hmm. In the last three years, we've seen people make that leap of faith in what they thought was right. Some of them were right. And some of them were way off and way wrong and now can't even come back. They right. can't even backpedal anymore. It's going to be the same thing with the industry here. People are going to be like, no, this is the way. It's the same thing with music, right? It happened to music. I mean, look yep. at these record companies. You know what I mean? I remember telling the story of when I went to, I know we're at an hour now, when I went to um, Sony Music. I remember, if you remember, we, I was picking up some uh, artwork that they were doing for one of our records and stuff. And right. I, I got off on the wrong floor. I got off on the 17th floor. I'll never forget it because I got off and it was kind of dark it was light out so there was light coming through the windows but it wasn't on and there was nobody there except one dude and he's like he's sweet it was like a film it was like literally cinematic and he's like sweeping and he looks over at the elevator and i was like whoa i was like and i was like oh sorry i'm on the wrong floor and he's like oh and i was and i stopped and i was like what's on this floor because <laughs> it was like nothing and he's like oh nothing this 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 is uh they just closed it down there's nothing off here anymore and he told me there's five more floors like that in this building <laughs> Wow. Why? Because they lost, they lost their opportunity, you know, or they didn't see it coming, yeah. which I think is what happened a little bit in on all sides, you mm-hmm. know. And the right. ones that have the most money are the ones that think they can control the narrative, you know. But they they are really on the, and like Fran Drescher said, they are on the wrong side of history at Correct. this very moment, and people are going to look back on them and say you screwed up, and right. that's why now. You don't exist. That's why Paramount and all those big, uh, you know, MGM and uh, Columbia, all those big conglomerate organizations are probably going to be there in their names, but they're going to be completely different. And they're they're probably going to be, it's probably going to have like, it's probably going to be Paramount, you know, Starbucks, you know, it's going to be like owned by Starbucks or it's going to be completely something completely different than from what we actually experienced now probably a lot more to say on this subject but i think we've exhausted a lot of what we were trying to say uh, i want to thank everybody for tuning in we appreciate you taking the time as we always say we we are so grateful that you uh take the time to be with us um so thank you very much for uh, for joining us and we will see you again next week 7 p.m central 8 p.m eastern standard time and here is holden saying hello it's a friend we are live on the show now just so you know anyway all right folks thank you very much i'll see y'all all all and live tv live live tv (laughs) i love it
All right, everybody. Thank you very much. We'll see you all next week, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, counterpartshow.com. And for George Batista and Holden and myself, and as always, peace.